Hello, everyone. You are hearing from Shades Heart to Heart. I am here with my sister. This is our first time. We're actually on Zoom. This is our first time seeing one another face to face, even though it's virtual, but it's cool seeing my sister for the first time. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, technically, some people call me nappy-headed because I have locks. <laughs> so, look, it's look, it's a blessing just to talk to my sis like this. And we are, like, uh, just looking at our Facebook page, like, we actually, we can speak a whole lot. We post a whole lot, and it's deep stuff. So, definitely, we speak on women. We speak on, my, my sister, she speaks on a lot of things, and her name is Angela Jackson. I'm gonna let you introduce her. I'm, I'm gonna let her introduce herself to you so that you can know who she is. So, okay. well, my name is Angela Jackson, but I go by Angel. About, about to be 34, and I think I've been through enough to where I can um, speak on relationships, emotional emotional relationships, friendships, you know, life experiences teach you way more than somebody just cutting. Mm. So I speak on a lot. <laughs> well, you know, even though we have similar paths, it was different. See, for me, you know, I didn't grow with my mom, you know, in a way that y'all did. I didn't grow up with Angela or uh, with you, Angela, or you know, Candy or Shanika. I didn't grow up with y'all. So it was it was different for me because I was adopted by my step uh, by my stepmom, my dad. So with that, you know, with that, with, with having to go through that, it was very hard for me. And uh, being raised by someone who was just a stepmother, you know, even though she's my she treated me like a real a real daughter, it was just different. Even being around my family was different. I never felt like I fit anywhere. So a lot. So in a lot of ways, it was just like. I felt lost for a great deal in my life, even with dating, you know, coming my period, talk like talks about boys, my first child. It's like, it's just a lot of different questions I couldn't ask my mom. Well, our mom, excuse me. And so it's just like I felt left out. And then I was in false home for a little bit, but then my dad came and got me, I believe. So it's just a lot of this mixed stories on what happened and what didn't happen. So it's just like a it's like a part of our past that we really not even familiar with, honestly. So I believe that we can talk a lot about that emotional part of us because, you know, we, we've dealt with a lot of emotional things as children because we didn't, we, it's like, it's parts, it's things happen. And I will, I was in the foster home, but in a way I had adopted parents, but I was my, I was my, well, my birth father. So it's a little different you know, maybe. So could you tell me a little bit about that if you feel comfortable speaking on it? Yeah, I feel real comfortable speaking on it. Yeah, it, it, makes, it makes a difference when your father or stepmother is around because I, I grew up in different foster homes, so therefore I never trusted anybody and never got close to anybody. So therefore a lot of stuff I held in and learned on my own because uh, my foster family's never accepted me. My dad accepted their children. You know, they treated me different. Put me in a room by myself and told me I was nothing. I was nothing but a foster child, and that was it. And they just wanted the money. That's what I heard most. Hmm. And with that 
thing that, that kind of hurt me emotionally. So now I'm just not to the point where I can open up emotionally to people. So me being able to do that, you know, I actually feel better because I feel like I can help others who went through the same thing. Because I wasn't adopted. I was always known as a choker child because I held everything in, but how can a child trust emotionally if they don't have the support or the love from people around them? You know, that makes a child go into their shell. Mm. But at the same time, it made me stronger. And, you know, I hope one day I'll be able to become a foster parent and I can show children how they're supposed to be treated in foster homes. And I won't even let them know they're my foster child. I tell them they're my child. Because when a child is emotionally pushed away, it teaches their child as an adult to be to push people away emotionally. And it, and it affects relationships, friendship, and Well, you know, I can't say that I went through the same thing because I was adopted at, I believe, three months. This is the, that's the age my dad gave me. My, and you know, and just for those people that's listening, we, we don't have same dads. I, I was my dad's only child. My dad, my dad is Billy. What's your dad's, like, what's y'all dad's name? Because I'm trying to see if I got it right. Oh, wait, I don't know who my daddy is, girl. I don't know what. Was it, what's his name, Freddie? I don't know. Yeah, because I know I was told because both of the names are Jackson, but my dad is Billy, and I was told uh, the my, my, through, through granddaddy on mama's side, you know, dad it, his name is Freddie. So I'm well, whoever whoever our fathers like we we like for those that may not understand, I was my dad's only child, but with my sister and brothers, they had a different father than me, so it was a different dynamic. And I even remember flashes of growing up with my with mama. I remember her singing to me. I remember her being sweet to me. I I just remember I have a couple of pictures while I was a baby. And it really makes me really wonder what type of woman that she was. And even being around my Auntie Eartha and being around the wood side of the family, that's my, that's my that's that's our, excuse me, birth uh, birth mom side of the family, you know, the wood side side, I mean. And being on that side, my my Eartha, my grandma, my granddad, everyone has always said, you look and sound like your mama. Now, they have pictures. I'm like, okay, they have this picture of mama. And when I tell you I look just like her, I look just like her. I don't know what she sound like exactly, but I promise you they said I sound just like her. But, you know, I believe we have very strong genes because... You know, looking at Shanika, looking at you, looking at, <laughs> just looking at how we talk. We, we, we're very, uh, we're not, we're very bold women. <laughs> we're not shy at all. So when we speak, we... <laughs> look, I heard some stuff about her. Like she, like she ain't nothing to be messing with. I know I have, I have a sweet demeanor or whatever, but I will, I will cut you to you the white meat. You know, so when it comes to certain things, so it's like you just cannot mess with me or my children. I will kill you. But 
But yeah, but she was she was outspoken all the time. Grandma was speaking up a lot. <laughs> I heard she would cut you with her words. I mean, like, and I, I have, I've done it in the past as well, so I have to learn how to do that. And so, you know, this is a heart-to-heart -heart between my sister. Now, this is our, literally our first time seeing one another on Zoom, so this is a very emotional moment, y'all. So, y'all in it, y'all, y'all in it. So, definitely, we, like, like speaking on emotional, this, uh, like, why women are so emotionally unavailable, I mean, you have to go back to the roots of things. Just like our past, like with me, I grew up in a two-parent two household, but it was still toxic in a way because my dad was an alcoholic. And he's been seven years free now. So our relationship was just really on and off. It's like I felt more like his friend than his daughter. And I just, even now, I still feel as if it's a certain codependency with him depending on me emotionally in a way. And it's even even when I was married, I talked to my dad every day. It's like he had a, he had an emotional connect uh, attachment to me. Excuse me. So whenever I didn't talk to him, it was like, why are you not calling? Why are you not calling me? And I didn't realize until until honestly my divorce. And I believe that that was a big part of my connection that I was supposed to have with my ex husband now. And so now with healing that relationship with my dad going forth into healthier romantic relationships or or a romantic relationship that that uh that that I plan on being in it helps it helps me to resolve a lot of stuff but I found myself emotionally unavailable due to my dad my dad and I's relationship and things we've been through even my past not knowing my mom no not not knowing my sisters not 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 meeting y'all in person other than candy I met the girls I'm a lot a lot of people said they come to up with me because I was so blunt, but you know, I wasn't trying to be blunt. They would ask me a question and then I'd give them an answer because that's how I was raised up. I was raised up to I was raised up in foster homes where they just weren't like blunt with me. You know, yeah. Emotionally unavailable, but at the same time, he talked harsh. And, and you know, I forgave him, but he talked harsh and I always complained, and he was never happy with nothing. So I really became emotionally unavailable. I just shut down on him. No, because I mean, let me cut you off. Well, uh, since you like, could you uh, whatever you may feel like? Can you can you recover like go back to a memory that you when you was with the family or the foster home? Cause see, I don't remember anything from my childhood. I'm still trying to recover those things now. You know, far as a lot of stuff, and I'm 31. I'd be 32. So when I first got put in the foster home, the memory was that they said you ain't number the foster child and. Whatever money that they gave them for me, 
they brought their children's stuff with it. And a lot of times they use harsh punishments for me, which I don't use for my children. But they use harsh punish punishment with me to where they say, well, since you want to get smart, you're going to be hungry all night. They'll take my food away. Uh, you know, the men, a lot of them were pedophiles. And I used to hide in my room away from the men and stuff like that. So I was taught to be emotionally unavailable at a very young age. I used to hide and run away. And I started hating men. Mm. But I guess God gave me a heart to love because I did get married. But turned out he was mostly abusive too. So I guess I fell into a line of abuse. How did you meet him? I mean, how did you meet your husband? Your ex-husband, I mean. Well, I met him just hanging out, and then we just started talking, and then we just kept talking and talking and talking until we eventually got married two years later. Mm -hmm. Then I met him. I had already had a child. He was one. So... I guess uh, you know, I really be honest, I didn't want my child growing up without a father because I knew it would hurt my child if he had to grow up without somebody because he's a boy, you know. I couldn't really teach him how to be a man because I didn't even know what a man was myself, to be honest. Mm. You know, it's the difference between a man and a boy. Well, it is. And you know, I've I've had a lot of uh, issues with that myself now that you point out a lot of stuff because I was in false home, but I don't remember every detail. But what I do remember, I do remember the, the big major stuff. I do remember, I remember my dad being there and I remember him uh, being a father figure to me as well as, you know, a friend. And I could talk to him about anything. So when it came to a lot of stuff like sex or like far as, you know, even masturbation, I can go to my dad talks about stuff like that. Or if, if I found like when I when when I was developing, I went to my dad. I didn't go to my stepmom. So my dad became like a mom to me in a way because I couldn't go to my stepmom because she didn't understand it. And my dad, you know, he's like, I, I got you. It's like my dad was my ride or die. We were we we were we did everything together. And you know, yeah. when the first date when I was five, and when I, when I met my when I met my now husband, I was I met him through church. And we were best friends for a year and we got married a year later and we were together for like eight years. He was a military man, et cetera. I moved away and I was just, I was glad to be away from Memphis because there was so much stuff going on and I'm glad I didn't become a statistic. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get, have a baby before I was 18. So I, my first, well, my first child was, or our first child was 21 when we were 21. And so it was a beautiful thing. Now we have two children and now co-parenting, but I can definitely, huh? Pretty. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You're sleeping right now. Look, <laughs> I'm like, you gotta go to sleep, but you're definitely, I set a Zoom where you can meet them, you know, virtually and look, they sleep right now. We can set up another Zoom and everything, but most definitely it's a, like just seeing the things you post on Facebook, even moving forward and, you know, everything. I, I, I appreciate your testimony because it has helped me a lot. And we, everything you're telling me now, because I'm like, see, I'm, it's, it's bringing back memories that I forgot. So we'll definitely have to talk on a deeper basis. But that's moving forward just a little bit. 
because people have to understand where it comes from between us two. Maybe that's not everybody else, but you know, now, like now where we are now, they like say now where you are now, you know, why do you think women like other women are becoming more emotional and available? women, most women stayed in the house while the men took care of the business and whatever. Now, uh, it seems like it's more single mothers now, so the mother has to be the breadwinner, the mother, in my case, the grandmother, uh, they have to be everything. And I think women have gotten tired of sacrificing everything they want and sacrificing what they need just to make somebody happy who is emotionally unavailable to them. Mm. That's what, so that's what I think. Well, Do you think it's more I like think. a flip the script type of thing? Like, oh, you did me like this, so I'm a I'm a do what you do type of thing. You think it's more like I, that? Yeah, it's some standpoint, but I think some women just get tired of just being hurt. And then you know, with more single mothers, they have to focus on the children and everything else now, and children take a whole lot of time. Oh yeah, you know, but. And I really don't think they're just emotionally unavailable. I think um, by, by force, I think it's by choice, you know, to be honest, because uh, a single mother or a mother who has been divorced or whatever, they have a choice to be with somebody, but I think the right person has to come along. You know, some men come along expecting women to just be able to give to them and treat them just like a king, just like that. But, and, you know, they... They don't want they they want the woman to prove to them that they deserve, deserve to be with them. Yeah, they're their pride. I think the man should prove yeah. to the woman that you know what I'm saying that he can be there for the children because it's and I don't really anyone any mother that loves their children does not does not want a man around them yeah. that that's not treating them right. You know, and and to find somebody right or deal with somebody the right way, it takes time and. I think people are in such a rush these days just to, you know, settle down or mostly in a rush to get in the bedroom. So, oh, yeah. you know, if a man takes time to figure a woman out, even though a woman, romance that woman, romance is sweet talking. You know, you can make love to a woman's mind. You've got to make love to her mind before you make love to her body. Right. And honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm getting that now where I'm actually, you know, talking someone and it's and it's like that this guy's patient and so i'm very i'm very i thank god for the right type of me in my life now but i'm gonna tell you i i was emotionally unavailable because of that and for two years it took me two years to heal from that divorce uh partially because of my own traumas things i brought in that relationship and things he brought things that he brought it was just so much garbage that the, the relationship smelled smelled really bad for two years, but we we stuck it out. But in the midst of it, in the midst of me being emotionally unavailable, what I did was I covered it up with a smile. I covered it up with different things, and I, I I I for some some that really did not label me as being emotionally unavailable because I knew how to smile it through. I knew how to fake it. I knew how to say, this, uh, you know, I have the voice for it. I can say the stats, you know what I mean? Uh, I can use my intelligence, but really deep within, like deep within my heart and soul, I was, I was crying 
And I, I would pray. I was like, God, I need you to heal my heart. And it took a long time. But now, you know, now that that God has came in and showed me how to heal myself and to heal that brokenness within me, now I've stopped attracting broken men. And so if a man comes to me like sideways, I'm like, nah, we good. So I can I can recognize right away because because it's a mirror to what, what what I'm where I'm at, what I'm doing. And a lot of times we have that brokenness inside. And even speaking on being a single mom, it's hard. Look, I was like uh, like my first child, she was diagnosed with autism and she still has it. So it's a lot of different things that she don't get right away. Then my then my uh, uh, oldest daughter get you know for for example if i tell her to be quiet my, my oldest daughter get it you know and i get like children talk but it's like certain things she just don't get like even far as uh like hygiene like i have to teach my oldest hygiene now and i've been teaching her for long so it's like some things just don't snap right away even in her schooling things don't snap right away it's like it takes a whole bunch of time to like to get to get to that place and so having a child that's very active, that's, or like I have a lot of energy, that's Rita. And my, and, and my youngest, Sophia, this child, she, she's very intelligent, but she's so intelligent that she don't get simple stuff. I'm like, baby, you know, and it's like the common sense stuff she has to learn. And so for me, it's hard, even though their dad is in their, li- in their, in their lives and everything, you know, it's just, it's still hard because as a woman, I'm expected to stop everything I'm doing. For example, what co-parenting? Like, I can't call this. I can call them like, hey, could you come pick them up right now? I got, I have, I have this job interview. Now I got something going on. Let him call. Oh, this, I got this going on. I'm expected to drop everything I'm doing as a, I can be at a job interview. I could be at work. I could be doing something to build, build, my, build my family up. No, I have to stop everything I'm doing in order to appease him. And if I don't, he gets upset. But it's not the same treatment. It's not the same expectation. So I've learned how to prioritize God, my children, myself, and relationships. And I, I'm no longer uh, I'm no longer apologizing for building an empire for my, my children. So if you can take care of them, take care of them. Be a parent. Be responsible. You are you are equal, you, you're you're just as responsible. So it, uh, instead of going out to with your friends, you better you better you better take them with you. So it's like it's taught him a lot of responsibility as well. So now he feels some types of way if it's something going on. I don't call him unless it's a real emergency. And uh, like he literally on his week, he will call me, "Hey, I got this going on." I'm like, "So you can't take them with you?" You know what I mean? And I I would take them still, but I'm like, but you, I'm like literally. You just can't put a mask on their face. You can't take care of business. So it's just levels to it that I've learned that women can do things that guys simply can't. This maybe don't, maybe not across the board, like, like far as generalization, but guys can't do everything a woman does. I can handle business. I can be in school. I can do podcasts. I can do Zoom. I can do all this and still do things, but not with, uh, not with my situation. It's like, I'm like, so you can't do that. Like you can't have a girlfriend, you can't be a work, and you can't be a father at the same time. Mm-mm. Men aren't men aren't meant to be a men aren't meant to be uh, a father. And a lot men have men just really like their freedom to be honest in my opinion, mm-hmm. in the aspect of 
woman to do for the children. Even when a couple is married and and, and in a household, the woman still does most of the stuff for the children. Mm-hmm. And this and this that's, that's on my end. This frustrating. It's a big frustration on my end. And when people like when my, if I was explaining this to a, a person like like this this venting, when you know you the mom, I'm like, but he's the father. So you're telling me I have to drop everything every time, no matter it. And see, the thing is, he uh, he would have uh, he would assume that it's personal. But when you got all this stuff going on, you got all this stuff going on. You going to school. We're both going to school. We both have class. We both have Zoom. It's too much for him. Right. And so now I, but that's cool though, because it's things are changing now where, you know, things are, God is shifting things in the direction where it is, it, it, it's working for everybody in like far as he, him, I, and the children. So it's working out to where I, where it is more balanced between our, our parents and styles, but he's come a long way concerning that and i'm reason i'm being transparent because a lot of times people don't understand they look on the outside but they don't know what's on the inside so it's a lot of weight sometimes because dealing with a child that has a disability an overactive child then with my own keeping my mental emotional together together then plus i'm taking these stats classes again that i failed so i'm literally doing over like even after this zoom i still have schoolwork i have to do so it's like I don't know how long I'm gonna be up doing that. And so with 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 this podcast, it's it's really to bring awareness to relationships, all types of relationships. It's very important. And when a woman becomes emotional and available, it's, it's a it's a hard thing to do. But with being in a very loving space now, I can receive this guy in my life. This guy's here, this guy's patient. I'm patient with him. So it's a beautiful thing to have that. And so but women, but how do you think as women as a whole, how can we get to that place of healing to be whole? You know? Basically, it starts from within because I got twins, I got three daughters. Uh with COVID going on. Mm-hmm. I let one of my daughters go out of town when COVID got real bad. I decided to let her stay there until COVID's over with. So I got two daughters at home, big mama and little mama, the twins, and big mama's autistic. Mm. I just refused to get a distribution check for her. She got approved for it, and I used to get the money. But I didn't want to put that tag on her because I know that she can do it if she tries. So she has to take special education and stuff in school. So, it, it, you know, for in order for a woman to break that emotional, break being emotionally unavailable, it really takes a strong person. Then she has to heal herself first. First, she has to accept. She has to accept things first, because in order to move on, you have to accept what you can't change. So, with that being said, then guess when you start trying to change what you can change, and and figure out ways on how to, how to deal and cope with situations. And once you start doing that, you basically reprogram your mind to think a certain way and to think outside the box to be able to do things. Like right now, I don't date, I don't have a date life, but it don't bother me because I'm okay with myself. I feel like God will send somebody my way when he wants somebody to come my way, when he feels like I'm to heal or or however you want to do it, or he may just come out of my way to help me completely finish. 
completely healed. So, hmm. they, you know, it, it, it depends on how that person is able to deal and cope with what's going on in order to heal. That way, when you free up your negative emotions and turn them into positive emotions, you're able to kind of ride the sea wave a little bit when it get a little wavy because stuff is going to always come your way in life because it's Satan always at work. But it's up to you on how you ride the wave. So it's really up to some of these women who are emotionally unavailable to open their eyes up to a different aspect and perspective of life to see what they need to see in order to change their emotions. And you know, and you said you said a mouthful. You, you know, you summed all this up. And it's not just the guys that's the problem. It's honestly, it's a lot of different things in there. And women are become so jaded now, like it's the men. No, it's a lot of stuff. And we have to be accountable for that. But definitely just wrapping this up, you know, just you know, just because see, sis, you dropping some jewels, you drop some diamonds in this joint, you know what I'm saying? So you drop some amethyst in this joint, you know. So honestly, how can someone reach you if they if if they're on social media? Thing like that, I barely know how to do Zoom. But anyways, uh, just on Facebook, Facebook page, or they can, cause you know, reach. They can go through you, and then you can contact. I mean, how, me. uh, like, like, uh, how, how to, uh, like, what's your name on Facebook? My name. Mhm. Angela is Angel 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 That's my nickname. Okay. So it's Angel Matt Jackson. And this it's is Latte Jackson. I, I, the Jackson crew. It's just my Facebook name. I got my government name on Angel- there. Angelette Jackson, y'all. Y'all hear that? So definitely check out my sister. See, runs in the blood, y'all. Runs in the blood. Now, my sister have a shelf because some stuff, like, I'm like, obviously, I, I, I repost your stuff all the time. But definitely, sis, this was a beautiful uh, come together. But definitely, you know, we have we're gonna talk some more about our family because I need to find out some stuff that you know I don't know. I've talked with I've talked with I found, I got, Shamika and I found, Candy. I, I found um, I found some cousins. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I got some cousins. I got the phone numbers. You know, we don't um, we don't connect. Hey, y'all, look, this yeah. is this how God works some stuff out, y'all. I got another cousin. I ain't know he's my cousin, but. I really, to be honest, I, you know, I started out helping him and his pregnant wife, and then I started saying names in the family, and then he said, he's my cousin. I found <laughs> out he was my cousin by helping him, and I found out my other cousin was my cousin by helping her. So mostly, I found I found some people I was kin to just by helping them out. Okay, hold on. Well, y'all, wrapping this up, just uh, follow Shay's Heart to Heart or Shay's Heart. Most definitely, you'll be hearing from my sister again, hopefully manifesting that but definitely sis hold on let me see how to do this real quick uh but yeah definitely sis this was a good wrap up so until next time y'all you know there's a reason why women are emotionally unavailable when we have to step up until until the next episode the next segment you know be you remember out of the heart flows the issues of life